Company podcast. Today I have a really Hi everyone, it's Kelly Bennett. This is my live recording of With Brave Company podcast. Today I have a really special guest who I've admired uh, her work for years and I'm thrilled that she said yes to coming on With Brave Company podcast. Um, if you're new to With Brave Company podcast, every week I talk to brave creative entrepreneurs and today Miss A.V. is coming on. I'm going to add her right now and I'm just thrilled to have this conversation. All right, we're connecting. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Yay, hello. <laughs> hello. How are you? Um, I'm really excited. I'm having a great morning. Oh, uh, and it's just I getting better. That. So I'm like, woohoo, way to bring in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, I love hearing that. Thank you again for being here. I really appreciate it. I've been a personal longtime fan of yours and just seeing you create incredible things in our local community, but also seeing it grow beyond local too, of just how your work is now really spreading out and how you're connecting with more poets and just like beyond the neon. And we're going to get into all of that, but yeah. <laughs> Be, I'm, I'm, ex I'm excited. Before I'm excited. we kick off too much, if you don't mind, for anyone who's tuning in, who's new to your work, if you could give us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, so I go by Miss AV. Uh, that is my performance uh, name. Um, but you also might see some of my work under Ashley Vargas. Um, and I am a poet um, and uh, a spoken word artist teaching artist. Um, so I've been really blessed to be able to go into the Clark County School District, um, as well as some private institutions, um, and UNLV as well to teach poetry workshops, um, and to help basically just um, cultivate more literary arts programming in Las Vegas. So I'm also a curator of poetry events um, mm. and a um, bit of a community activist. I like to call myself a peace activist and a very proud feminist, um, okay. you know, so, but, you know, primarily, you know, I'm, I'm an author and, you know, a poet and of course a mother as well. Yes. So, um, I love a it. Bit about me. <laughs> and speaking, let's start with the author aspect mm -hmm. of your work. I remember we had, didn't we have your launch party for yes. your book at Vegination? Yes. That was really cool. Was that your first book that you um, published? Published, yes. And I'm so glad you brought that up because I feel like it is so important um, to talk about allyship and friendship and just having like an incredible tribe of women around you because my first book I wrote when I was three months postpartum um so that's when I wrote April Flowers um that yes. was um, yes it was published so you know I just kind of wrote that book as like a pet project really to you know it was National Poetry Month and I was like, you know, let me write. I have all these things going on as, you know, anyone who um, has had a child and went through postpartum knows there's so much, so many thoughts, so many feelings. So I was like, let me just write that, you know, and I wasn't going to do anything with it. Like I posted some of them on Facebook and, you know, Instagram and, and that was going to be it for me. And then um, a really great friend of mine, Vogue Robinson, 
um, who happened to be the Clark County Poet Laureate at the time, was like, hey, what are you going to do with these poems? And I'm like, what do you mean? What am I going to do with these poems? Like, I did what I was going to do with the poems. Like, and she was like, no, 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 no. These need to be a book. Like, people need to see these. Um, and she helped me to edit, uh, design, uh, and put together, you know, my first poetry book and really, um, you know, believed in me and believed in my work. So I was like, okay. So then I was like, okay, I made the book, reached out to a friend of mine to um, paint my cover, which came out incredible. She like hand painted it with watercolors. I was like, oh my gosh. So it's like having all these women and then here you come, Miss Kelly. And you go, hey, didn't you just release a book? And I was like, yeah, you know, Ava Paz, you're like, okay, so what are you gonna do about the book release? And I was like, what do you mean a book release? I'm not going to do a book release. It's just a little, you know, whatever. And you're like, no, you're doing a book release. And you know what? Let's do it at Veggie Nation. You can have the patio. This would be amazing. We'll make like specialty cocktails. It's going to be this whole thing. So I feel like it is such a beautiful story about, you know, having people around you that believe in you in those moments mm -hmm. that sometimes maybe your faith in yourself starts to waver. You know, life can be a lot. You know, life can be a lot, especially as a creative. I was a new mother. Um, I just didn't know. I was like, no. But I had such beautifully strong, badass women around me that were like, no, this needs to happen. This is going to happen. So I'm so grateful for you because it was beautiful. It was a sold out release. I sold out of all of my books. It was so beautiful. Um, yeah. And, like, thank you, Kelly, girl. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God, this needs, because that's how my brain works. <laughs> I'm obviously a big fan of you. I saw you wrote a book, and I'm like, oh, my God, I want the exclusive. Like, I want this book party. I want to I help her make it happen and do a whole thing. And when you're like, oh, no, I don't have it set up yet, I was like, oh, my God, no, I, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> Well, putting cocktails, I remember we had like flowers, right? Yes. Cocktails and oh. the way that you decorated and we had can, it was like mm. really cool. And then we had the mic set up and you yeah. did poetry. And I, also I remember sitting there like, wow, I was so in awe of you and mm. everything that you brought to the table and your words. And I was like, I honestly, I still feel really grateful that you said yes to even doing it <laughs> uh, because I was like, wow, this is incredible. Incredible. Like, mm -hmm. I, I personally am in awe of authors. Like, mm -hmm. I think you all are like magical unicorns <laughs> for real. I really do. And especially poets. And I'm like, mm -hmm. how you all like, that is a, that is a gift, mm -hmm. you know, like that is really a beautiful gift. So I was just in awe that you said yes. And you, we made it happen and it sold out. And I yes. wasn't surprised on that part. Honestly, I was like, <laughs> oh, we're gonna have to pack people in, and we did. We did. <laughs> We're like at capacity, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that that was such a cool moment. So, so you're did you self publish that book or how did I that did I did okay. self publish that uh, that book. So that was my first collection of poems. It was just me. Um, so I did self publish that. Um, but I how have. Was that? Well, you know. Um, how was that? Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. How was that? Um, well, it was very, um, not very stressful because I, you know, I wrote all the work. So I did all mm -hmm. the work, um, you know, and it really was, you know, Vogue being like, okay, 
this is the template of how we're gonna create this because I feel like the formatting honestly is really the thing that really I feel like can be discouraging when you're trying to figure out okay how does this page go here how do I you know if there's anything that I, I hear often from new authors is like how do I put a book together um, mm -hmm. so I was very blessed to be able to have someone in my corner who already knew how to do that who already you know had been working with a book publisher so we were like you know really on on pace so we were able to do that really quickly um so i'm so grateful and you know incredible artist friends that i was just like hey my book is called april flowers i would love if you could do this for me um i just have an idea of like flowers um you know she has incredible calligraphy skills it's just like out of this world so i was like if you could just flowers everywhere make sure it just says april flowers poems by miss av and she created it herself um so i was just like wow um, and then did you put it through like amazon or what like how did you distribute it well um okay so y'all we're gonna be honest here i did not you should. Okay. <laughs> you okay. should do those things. So when I first published, like, again, like, I didn't anticipate um, it really being anything, to be honest. Like, I was just like, this is just a cute thing. So I really went about it as, like, this kind of, like, exclusive, you really have to be at my shows to get this book. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't available for purchase online at all. You know, no SKUs, no IBNs, none of that. Um, so it was just at my shows and then it you know sort of happened to where it's like at every single one of my shows I was selling out every single time um, I kind of did a little bit of like a, a Mother's Day tour where I did Mother's Day showcases um, a yes, lot of the work and April Flowers has a lot to do with with motherhood uh, me just kind of transmuting all this newness you know mm -hmm. um, being a new mom and and so it just sold out sold out sold out and I'm always like oh, okay I'm not gonna reprint this book and then people hit me up out of nowhere, like, hey, my friend told me about April Flowers. Can I please have a copy? And I'm like, wow. So at this point, everything has really been word of mouth or just being at my um, my live shows, um, you know, <laughs> for that. But, cool. you know, people keep telling me to, like, you need to get more. Can people buy it now? Um, they can, yeah. So they would just hit me up directly and I would, you know, print them out the books I'm gonna do another print because um people just keep asking me and I you know sometimes as an author you get into these these spaces of you're like oh my old work like mm. I don't know but you know um I have to practice what I preach and I often tell authors that you have to let your work live you have to let it have a life outside of your perception of it and it does that it does that these i've had people who are not mothers who have bought like five copies of my book and have been like this thing changed my life this thing saved my life i have people you know um we just got out of september which was national suicide prevention month and i had multiple people um you know respond to some of my posts just you know bringing awareness to people giving them resources telling me that going to my poetry readings, buying this book, having these, this book, and those moments of those dark thoughts help them to overcome. So it's like, if I was like, that's it, no more books, not gonna reprint, not gonna do anything, these people would have not had 
these opportunities. So uh -huh. I think that it's really important to, you know, if you're a creative of any kind, like we all have our journey, but the journey's important and what you're creating on every step of that is important and is like is your own it's your own baby you gotta let it go it's gonna grow yeah. up it's gonna do these things it's like it ages like a fine wine really that is such a great point especially to creative mm -hmm. entrepreneurs mm -hmm. and you spoke really to my heart too because <laughs> i could be that type of creative that like once i'm over something i'm like burn it all down I'm starting yeah. over, I'm relaunching, yeah. changing my hair, I got a new outfit, like we're on to a new mm -hmm. thing. However, there mm -hmm. is so much power in having like that documentation yes. and sharing with people and having people resonate with it and growing up with it. You know, I think yeah. a lot of creators, were, like you just said, like, oh, that doesn't really resonate with me anymore, but it was that mm -hmm. time in your life when it did. And then you could change and evolve and grow. So that is such solid advice. Like, absolutely. That's what we need to really get out there. I love that. Yes. And for your own journey, right? So we're talking about, you know, the, the poems living, going out in the world, other people being able to um, take the art that you're creating. And like, you know, you really kind of have to be brave to do that because people are going to take whatever they want. It's going to mean whatever, you know, it does to those people. And that at that point has nothing to do with you anymore. It's yeah. the work. It's the, you know, for me, the words um, that connect with people, but that's all true, but it's also what connects to you as an artist, mm. you being able to look back at what you created to not only see what the journey has been, what those victories have been, you know, what those um, moments of growth have been, your work continues to communicate to you forever, yeah. forever. Yeah. And if you're like, no, that's it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna delete it, I'm not gonna post anymore, I'm not gonna do anything, I'm not gonna look at it. Um, you know, I feel like as an artist and as a continuing growing being, you're, it's a disservice to yourself yeah. and your artistry to not reflect back on what's happening. Sometimes I'll yeah. open up a book and read one of my poems and I was like, was I talking to myself? Like, was I just? Because it's resonance, like the resonance of it is so crazy just through, you know, through the years. And it's really important artists, look back at your work, you know? And I tell my friends, no, because I say this all the time. It is so important to celebrate those victories those small victories, yeah. like your perception of success and what this is and what that is, mm -mm. bring it back to simplicity. You completed this thing. You put this thing out there and it's growing. That is a victory. And you have to celebrate that because if you can't look at that and be grateful for that, how could you possibly create more? How could you create something better than that if you're not even grateful for that? You have Amen. to. Yes. Amen. Yeah. That is such solid advice. Yes, really. Yes. Like, you need to have it as like a graphic and we can post it and share it. <laughs> yes. Like, that is something that we need on the back of our screensavers. Like, yes. that is so important. So following along on those lines, what mm -hmm. are you now creating? Like, what does that next chapter look for you? 
Ooh, oh my gosh. I feel like that is such a, a big question because I feel like oh, I'm yeah. always doing so much, but I love it. I do want to just take a moment because people in the chat are asking about how they can get my book. Yes. Um, you can absolutely email me or DM me. I'm very active on my social media. So even if you just want to shoot me a, hey, I would love your book, I can follow up with you and we can do that. So everybody in the chat, yes. I hear you. Yes. Feel free to reach out and we can take care of that. Um, wow. So what am I creating presently? <laughs> um, I have my coffee. I'm ready to listen. I, you know what I mean? It's like, here we go. What's the tea? Um, <laughs> well, um, so right now my big, big focus is, um, a online digital poetry slam that yes. I have, um, that I founded called beyond the neon LV. Um, and it's an Instagram exclusive digital poetry slam. So we do it over three days. So it kind of has that feel of like a three day poetry festival kind of thing. Um, and since it's a video poetry slam, poets from all over the country um, submit, you know, um, they sign up, they um, upload their poems to their IGTV. So it's an IGTV exclusive poetry slam. And, you know, these videos, we follow some of the traditional poetry slam rules like three minutes and 10 seconds or less it has to be original work but some of the more traditional rules we've also completely thrown out the window mm. with it being a poetry a slam online with it being a video submission so people right. are totally allowed to use props people are totally allowed to have music and backing and really amazing um locations so it's been so beautiful to see these spoken word artists um, come in and see what they can do, an additional layer that they add to their poems, to their artistry, to their performances that I didn't even anticipate. Like I didn't even think, oh, okay. I was just like, you know what? It's video, let's see what they can do. These poets have shown out incredible work um if you guys are trying to see more of what they do please head over to beyond the neon lv um we still have all of the um the rounds up in our highlights as well as the live recaps of the rounds too so i encourage you to go look because it's beyond anything we could have imagined and it is so powerful. beautiful we were so grateful to to have kelly so you actually were one yeah. of our judges um in the previous month. So how did you was, feel about it? I was really blown away because again, similar to how I feel about authors is how I feel about spoken word artists and poets and the, the artistry and the storytelling and the rawness and also the um, like lyrical ways yeah. of telling those stories. And then with a video, I've never watched so many like spoken words more uh, in a video as yeah. platform. I've seen some pieces here and there, but mm -hmm. to see how people were getting creative with the video and with music and then some who weren't, it was just yeah. them with the camera. And that was really powerful too. Yes. So I thought it was a really cool way to see another dynamic of a poet mm -hmm. that you, you may have not seen that much of or just yes. um a cool way to inspire these mm -hmm. artists to express themselves in a slightly different way and then given the parameters of instagram mm -hmm. being able to see all the comments yes. pretty much in real time yes was also interesting yeah. um yeah i i was blown away 
Well, we definitely, you know, appreciated uh, you being one of our judges. You did an amazing job. And, you know, I feel like I just get content. I just am so inspired. You know, I, I came up in Poetry Slam, so I didn't go to college for literary arts at all. Um, you know, but I, you know, have been writing poetry since I was a little girl, but I never was like, even though I saw like deaf poetry jam and grew up seeing all this, I never was like, I can be a spoken word. Artist. Like, I never put that together. I never even dreamed about saying my poems out loud. And it wasn't until much later in life. I think I was like 26. And I was going through a really, really hard time. Yes, I, I was going through a really hard time in my life, um, you know, kind of trying to figure out what am I doing? How, you know, how do I deal with these things? And, and I had this idea that I was like, I think I need to like say these poems. Like, I think if I just go on a mic and I just say them out loud, that it's going to help me feel lighter. It's going to help release that whatever, you know, was on my heart. And so I, you know, I went to an open mic. I signed up. I was like number one on the list. And I was like hiding behind my book, like, <laughs> like hiding. And I read my poem. And it was just like immediately it was like, whoa. You know, the response that I was getting from people, the love, the support, the encouragement, um, and even the host um, at the time who was um, uh, Flynn Dexter, who was also yes. an incredible spoken word artist. They are very accomplished in their own right, for sure, um, was like, you really need to come back. And I was like, okay, I'll come back. And they are also like, have you ever heard of Poetry Slam? And I was like, no, what's Poetry Slam? And they told me about a Poetry Slam team that was in Vegas at the time. Um, so the first ever Poetry Slam in Vegas was called Battleborn Slam. So I went and I saw their slam and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I think I might be able to do this, but I was still nervous. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I waited because at the time they had it like every uh, two weeks. So, you know, for a month, you know, I went and I saw that and I, I saw the next one and I was like, I'm going to do this. Um, and so, you know, I went and I got third place in my first ever poetry slam. And I was like, okay, I think there's something in this. I think wow. there's something. And I was just so happy and um, like proud of myself in that, in that time. And I felt like I was reborn into this place. I was reborn into um, Miss AV. So, you know, very quickly, I started performing at many, many open mics, you know, uh, this is a moment to definitely talk to any poets, our spoken word artists, um, our rap artists, singers, any artists that are on a microphone, you know, everybody's like, oh, how did you get on? How did you do whatever? Like, you have to put in the work. Like, I was going to like 12 open mics a month. I was out there. I was performing. I was seeing how my work landed with live audiences. I was seeing, you know, what, what didn't hit, what didn't feel good, um, you know, editing poems. It was also encouraging me to write more. So you really have to be out there and doing that. And so what happens is you come in and you start this wave of momentum that you're creating for yourself and the thing that stands out with people is not the like your your writing prowess like sure there's a lot of incredible writers but what is your work ethic like how much do you care about what you're doing yeah. and so at that time that was pretty uh, is before mom life y'all so that was all that I cared about that was it I, there was nothing else that I cared about more than this poetry, than performing. Um, and so that really got the attention of other people who also cared 
about mm -hmm. spoken word and literary arts and poetry. They're like, wow, this girl isn't playing games. Like she really is about this and they're seeing me all over the place. So then I'm getting invited to feature at the places that I was performing at for free. You know, that's how you do that. I was performing at all these places for free and they're seeing the work that I'm putting in for free. And now they're paying me for it. They're inviting me to come back. And then that led into, you know, getting requests to um, travel out of state and travel out of town. And, and I kept, I kept slamming, you know, so I kept doing that. And I actually ended up on the Battleborn Slam a 2016 slam team. And so we toured all over the country um, in preparation for the National Poetry Slam um, that, you know, was in Decatur, Georgia. So, you know, I'm doing that. And that really, that really broke things all the way open for me. So once I got, you know, oh, in cool. Battleborn, traveled to Decatur, Georgia, that's when I got the attention of um, deaf poetry. And so deaf poetry was really the first publication I ever got. And obviously, <laughs> that's a whammy of yeah. a, a publication. Uh, for one of the poems that I wrote and that we turned into a really powerful uh, group piece um, called We Are the Same, which really calls for unity between um, the Latin community and the African-American community. Um, mm. Because I identify as Afro-Latina, I am Puerto Rican. Um, but for me, like I identify as Black as much as I identify as Latin. Um, so that has really been one of my platforms as well to raise awareness um, for a culture that is widely erased, um, right. you know, and so that really just got the attention of um, the folks in LA, Shihan, uh, who is the creative director for Deaf Poetry. Um, and, you know, one of the founding members of um, the Poetry Lounge in Hollywood. And so, you know, I was still just out there performing. And so now people are inviting me to like slam invitationals. You know, I got like a, a feature at DPL, which is one, the largest open mic in the United States. Um, wow. And at the time, that was the biggest paycheck I ever had too, y'all. So I was like, and you just got to care. You really got to, you know, put yourself out there and you just have to be really authentic. And what, so what was the timeline like of when you started showing up with your mm -hmm. first open mic like this with the book <laughs> to that moment that you just described? That moment. Um, so I came to human experience. Um, I would say because it was like just after my birthday. So it was just after my birthday. So November 2015. Okay, my first ever spoken word performance by that long ago, not that long ago at all, y'all. I'm trying to tell you, you put in a word. Okay, so 2015, November, by yeah. summer 2016, I was in Decatur, Georgia, perform. So not not even a year, not even a year. Um, but when you move with intention, mm. magic happens. Magic happens like there is no like I'm, I'm a huge believer in the power of our thoughts and the power of what energy we're bringing into our life and what we're also giving out right because our words are powerful so as soon as I like I remember um you know I, I'm part of Vegas tribe um what's up all my hippies um <laughs> and we you know we hang out in the desert and we dance around fire circles and drumming and all this cool stuff and I remember I went to one and I was sitting around the fire and I just said, you know what? I'm a poet. That's what I am. 
Nobody can tell me anything else. This is who I am. And from that moment, my life changed. So wow. even in my poetry workshops that I, I teach with the kids or even, you know, the students at UNLV, it's really important to claim whatever it is that you do. You know what I mean? If you're a writer, claim that. If you're a rapper, claim that. If you're a vocalist, claim that. If you're an instrumentalist, claim that. If you're an entrepreneur, claim that. Um, yeah. If you're a badass stay-at-home mom, claim that. You know, all of these, you have to have the audacity to believe in yourself in a way that no one has ever believed in you. Especially when you're trying to create that momentum, like this is something new. So you have to like, <clears throat> you have to be your biggest fan, like the biggest fan that has ever existed. Like, you know, you see those people at concerts sometimes, they know all the words and they're like, right. Oh, and they're going crazy and like they're reposting all your stuff. You literally have to be that person. You have to be that person for yourself. And like, once I gave myself permission to like, be like, this is who I am and I'm amazing. Allowing myself to say that, like I am great and I deserve this greatness. The heavens opened up. Wow. The heavens and that opened was in up. the 2015 time when you were. Yeah, I think right at the beginning, I was transitioning in. So, you know, I'm, I'm basically going ham at these open mics. So <laughs> like all, you know, yeah. all of December, all of January, all of February. Um, you know, so by, you know, early 2016, I was being invited to feature. Um, but that's also what happens. I was doing 12 open mics a month. So y'all, there's only four weeks in a month. I was doing 12 open mics a month. So everything that was available to me, I'm going to. Anybody said, oh, it's a new open mic, I'm going. Oh, some, we're gonna meet over here on the side of the street and then to do poems, I'm going. You're right going. There. You have to do that, especially when you're first starting out. Or even if maybe you're, you're having a switch and you're trying to revitalize yourself, because I see that a lot as well. Poets who have been in the game, they kind of take a little bit of a respite and then they come back. You still right. have to come back with that same momentum, that same care, that same fire that got you there in the first place. Like you can't ever, like I promise you, you can never stop learning. Like if you have these moments where you're like, mm, I'm good, I did it. I got this little, uh, you know, publication here. I'm published here. I, I got, I'm on this platform. I'm good. I'm too, you know, I don't got to perform at these little places. I promise you that attitude is going to take everything away. It's going to take everything away. Like you always have to be like, I'm ready. Now, as I'm continuing to move forward, now um i have definitely slowed down the people in the chat are asking okay what are you, what are you doing now like what's the schedule look now um i'm definitely not doing 12 open mics <laughs> a month uh, especially with a two and a half year old certainly not um but um you know i'm still very tapped in i'm still very tapped in and you know i i saw that there was a need in las vegas you know i'm traveling all these places and they have a very um you know like cultivated poetry community you know there's places like dallas texas for example their poetry slam team is world renowned and wow. has been going for 20 over 20 years so in wow. las vegas when we're talking about poetry slam we're not even 10 years in the game and there's been many kind of poetry scenes that have come up they've come down um and so you know over the past like year and a half there has been no real consistent 
poetry slam in Vegas for adults. Um, and so I was like, okay, I got to do it. And people were asking me, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? And I wasn't sure if I wanted to take on that responsibility, to be honest. I have, I have a child, you know, and now I'm, I'm teaching in the school district. I'm teaching at UNLV. I, I'm doing different things like this. Like, do I have time to dedicate? But it was like, you know what? You have to. You have yeah. to. And, and I feel like for me, um, poetry had been such a godsend and had really, without exaggeration, completely saved my life. I was, ha I was at a really, really dark place in my life and going to these open mics, feeling that support when at the time I didn't feel like I had support anywhere else. I feel like I didn't have anybody else to listen to me or care. Um, at that time, that's how I felt. And so I found that love and I found that family and I found that camaraderie in the Las Vegas poetry scene. And I, I heard somebody say, or saw somebody say in the comments, like the poetry scene is so supportive in our community. And yeah. it really is. The open mics, the poetry scene, like you, I feel like I've traveled many places now, you know, and there's not many people, there's not many scenes that are as loving and as accepting as Las Vegas is for our our artists and a lot of collaborations are happening you know yes. a lot of um collaborations are happening so you're seeing you know people that are you know working together like for example um myself and another poet l hope um we just had like our first live performance since covid so really you know, COVID, yes so covid has really stopped everything you know it's still right. not um, you know, the showrooms are not open in Las Vegas, you know, just to give you guys like a breakdown of where we're at. We're still in phase two um, for, um, you know, post COVID-19 and, and our governor is very serious about it. Um, so live performances really aren't approved. Gatherings like that are really not approved. Um, but we were invited to, to speak and do a brief performance at the gathering, the third annual gathering for black women that was organized by Minister Stretch, um, who's an incredible oh, advocate. I know you know him. You just featured him on, yeah. uh, with you. Um, he's going to so, be coming on the podcast. Oh, he's so phenomenal. He's so phenomenal and such an ally, such an ally to women. Um, and so, you know, myself and Elle, we went to perform, but we also uh, were blessed enough to have the um, Noor, members of Noor Movement, which is an incredible local band. Um, yes. that is doing amazing things. If you don't know them, please, um, please follow them. They came with us. So, you know, even in that, you know, even in that short time, we had a seven minute set. Stretch was like, you got seven minutes, do what you want to do with it. So, um, you know, me and Elle came and we had, you know, we had um, a, a trumpeteer, a shout out to uh, Fendi Sean, and we had a keyboardist, shout out to Jeremy. Um, and it was magical. So being able to connect with other artists. Um, How was really it way to going go. from, you know, doing everything virtual, well, prior you were doing everything in real life, then mm -hmm. boom, you had to turn your artistry that is mm -hmm. so connected with being on stage. Yes. I always think of artists like my sister is an actor. So she's used to being on stage, right? Yes. Thinking about my friends and family who are comedians and then mm. my uh, singer, performer friends. It's like, what a drastic change literally yes. in a day that you had to change over your yes. whole business model and yes. how you interact with humans 
doing that all online. And now you have an opportunity after all these months to be back on the stage. Mm -hmm. How was that like? Um, I was, I was, a, well, first of all, you guys have to understand how drastic COVID-19 hit Las Vegas. So Las Vegas is an entertainment capital of the world. That's true. We have performances, open mics, many, many shows going on every time of the day, every single day, seven days a week. Yeah. Um, you know, that is our culture in Las Vegas. So all of a sudden, you know, I, you know, helped to put together this poetry slam. Beyond the Neon was planned for in-person. It was an in-person slam. We had partnered with Ferguson downtown. We had partnered, um, you know, with one of their vendors. We were gonna, you know, have this monthly slam. We had our contracts, we were ready to go. We already started promoting the week of our opening, the week of our first event, the governor closed the whole state down. I remember that. The whole state closed, yes. gone. So months of, of negotiations, months of curation, mm -hmm. months of partnership, months of planning. Um, we already had people who submitted, who already signed up, you know, people who were ready to go. Oh my gosh, Poetry Slam is finally coming back downtown. Like we're ready. Um, and then stopped. Everything just stopped. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Um, and so for that first week, I didn't do anything. At that first week, it was just so jarring because um, that was in March. So the yep. next month was April. And for those of you who don't know, April is National Poetry Month. And so for me, I had tons of bookings, tons of bookings all over the place. And so it was just, cancellation 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 cancel everything every gig every booking i had for the entire month the months to follow all were canceled within a week um and those of you who may not know i also own a wellness company uh i'm a massage therapist by trade and my work immediately stopped like i was no longer allowed to work on anything. So now all of a sudden, I'm not a working massage therapist. I'm not able to do anything. I had lots of corporate accounts, including Zappos. I was the on-site massage therapist for Zappos and lost my contract, was immediately gone. Everything stopped, they closed headquarters. So that first week I was like, who am I? What am I gonna do? What? And all your money. All my money, y'all. <laughs> gone um so it was scary and for many wow. many many people they were in the same boat as me um you know i just I, I have to take this moment to just send so much love to my las vegas community um to all my performers to all of my waitresses my waiters my uh dealers the casino workers my go-go dancers everyone Everyone has stopped working and you have to understand many of us have not been able to go back, have not been able to go back. So when we, you know, when we think of COVID, these are real, real things that are happening and affecting people. So I had that like week of just kind of like an emotional kaboom and I just could not do anything. I couldn't think I couldn't do anything. 
Um, so after I took that moment, which I think is also important, y'all, feel your feelings. Like if you're grieving, mm -hmm. allow yourself to grieve. Like it's a big deal. Like that's important for your sanity. Like, please yeah. do that, you know, take a safe space, take a moment back. You know, I like wasn't posting on social media. I really didn't want to talk to anybody. Just, you know, really like my family, um, you know, but after that I was able to get myself back together and be like, okay, what are we going to do? Because if I'm feeling this way, my community is feeling this way. Mm. And how, how can we, be there how can we still give this outlet um for our artists and i was really inspired because right away you know these other um incredible open mics um went online and i was like okay mm -hmm. how can we okay. go online so they were doing zoom they were doing these things so i started to really just watch how other people were doing what they were doing i was bouncing off ideas of you know another group of poets i was working with at the time so it's like we're bouncing ideas how can we make this work how can we make this work and then I was like, you know what? Let's do something on Instagram. Everybody's on Instagram right now. Let's do something. Okay, mm -hmm. how can we make Instagram work? How can we make this work? And we weren't, you know, it's a headache to be like, okay, send us your submissions. We're going to upload them and put them. It's too much. It's too much to do that. Yeah. And then, you know, you run into the connectivity issues of like, oh, the internet goes out or you know any sort of you know technological platform you're gonna run Don't into things, right <laughs> so i was like yeah. we can't do that we're, we're not doing that how can we you know because i'm watching you know the zooms and i'm watching all these things and that's what you're seeing like people cutting out you can't even hear them and i'm like oh my gosh how can we do this and then it kind of went like what if we have them upload their own videos on IGTV on their own page. And then we just post it on ours. We repost on ours. Let's have, let's have it just video. And then uh, some of the other people were talking about, but we're like, okay, but you know, poetry, Sam, we really like that live experience. How can we do that? And I was like, okay, what if we have the last round live? Let's do the last round. Live. Mm -hmm. And we just pull them in because then it's just the final round. It's only going to be three poets max. Um, let's try it. And, you know, we, we just celebrated six months of, um, Congratulations. Beyond the Neon. Thank you so much. And it's been a learning process, y'all. Like, don't, you know, I'm not trying to say we came out and it was like, ah, nice and shiny. Like you, you learn, but you keep going, uh, you keep going. And I just feel for me personally, I feel so driven to pay it forward. Poetry mm. Slam saved my life. So I feel like now it is my responsibility to give other people the outlet that I had. Um, you know, how can I help others feel driven? How can I help others feel seen and heard and safe? Um, how do we create space for these people and our community? That was my biggest concern, especially with now we can't do it in person anymore. Um, you know, and so we made it work. And, uh, you know, we did two. Uh, two of them. And after the second month, um, I was contacted by uh, Poetry Promise Incorporated, um, who I had been working with for years as a teaching artist. Um, and they're a local nonprofit in Las Vegas that their primary mission is the expansion of literary fine arts in Nevada, period, the whole Nevada, um, you know, but it is based in Las Vegas. And so uh, they were like, we, we see what you're doing. We love what you're doing. And we would love to partner with you. Would you like to be our official poetry slam? 
And I was like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I would love to do that. So um, <clears throat> they went on to make me program director um, for, you know, Beyond the Neon and, um, and officially to be, you know, part of their team. And since then, you know, Nevada Humanities has jumped on board um, with help for the National Endowment of the Arts to help fund us so that our poetry slam stays free. Um, but we can also give cash prizes uh, to our folks as well. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, it's a journey. It's a journey and it's a headache and it's blood, sweat and tears. But you know what? That's the work. That's the work. I'm also like, yes, it can be stressful. And I feel like I have a lot of things going on. But, you know, these are the things that make the difference, right? Like I am probably one of the most caring people ever. And by caring, I don't just mean I'm nice to people. I mean, I have F's to give. I feel like we live in this culture where so many people really glorify the um, no F's giving. No, I don't, I don't give an F about this. I don't give an F about that. I don't F this. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and it's like, that's a lie, y'all. That is not uh, productive on any level. Like, sure, boundaries are awesome. But to just kind of not care, like, I'm not that person. I'm going to care. I'm going to, you know, give everything that I have to give. And that's how I was raised. You know, my mother raised me to always give 110%, whether I'm sweeping a floor, whether I'm stocking a shelf, or I'm running, whether I'm running a Fortune 500 company. If you can't give 110% of yourself, why are you even doing it? Because if you're proud of what you're doing and you're filled with passion, you're going to naturally want to do that. You're naturally going to care. You're going to want to give back. And, you know, I feel like it's not for me to say that um, it's not, it's too much for me. I feel like I am a vessel of the divine. Mm. I am a vessel for spirit. And for me and my purpose on this planet is to help people feel seen through words. That's why I'm here. And so that's why I have to continue to doing like, no matter, no matter what, no matter what happens, no matter who walks out of the picture, who walks into the picture, no matter right. what partnerships are there, um, you know, you have to care. And I really feel like that has been, you know, the game changer for me. So, you know, you know, right now I'm, I'm continuing to cultivate um beyond the neon and opening more doors for that i'm um, helping to um help the poets who who submit you know i just had uh myself and five other poets were able to be featured in the life is shit festival <laughs> uh, the that. las vegas based festival real name y'all real name i didn't make that <laughs> real name and you know they were able to take these works that they used for the beyond the neon and now submit so now they were in a, a music festival like they did That's it online cool. right they called it a, a 24 hour shitathon yeah so that's what they did very catchy but great group yeah. of people over there um you know and i was so like that's really what drives me it's like cool yeah i was featured too but these five other poets who were not featured who maybe didn't even necessarily see themselves as spoken word artists are now all of a sudden like wow 
I am a poet. I can do these things. People love my work. Um, you know, I feel like that's really, that's really, really important. And that's what, you know, helps to drive me the most. So I do have things going on that I can't talk about right now because they're still okay. like, they're we'll still have like, to do just, a part two. We'll have to do a part two. We definitely got to do a part two. Everything. So before we time out, mm -hmm. um, because Instagram times you out, mm -hmm. how can we, Follow you, support your work, buy your book one more time, yes. um, listen to Beyond the Neon, when's the next yes. event? Like, how do we just be in your world and support all the amazing things you're doing? <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you asking, and I definitely would love all of you to come into my world and see what's yes. happening because there's so many beautiful things. So uh, the next Beyond the Neon um, is this month. We're every third Thursday, so October 15th through 17th. I believe um, is our next Beyond the Neon. So um, follow us Beyond the Neon LV. Um, yeah. And uh, we're going to start opening up for submissions next week. So you'll get more information. But if you're interested, just shoot us a DM. Hey, I'd love to sign up. Shoot us a DM. We'll send you all the rules, all the things, um, because we just want to make sure that you're serious um, because we are giving away money. Um, so we want to make yes. sure you're serious. So follow them. I am the founder, curator, um, as well as the host for Beyond the Neon. So you can always follow me on there. My IG, if you guys aren't following me, please click up at the top and um, you know, follow me there. I'm very, very, very active on my Instagram. So you'll always see what's going on. You'll always see what's happening in my stories. If you're interested- I give the handle, just in case, cause we all, um, this will be on iTunes okay. as well. So it's so, at Miss AV, right? Yes, yes. So at Miss AV, um, so M-S-A-Y-E-V, E E that is my handle on all the things by the way. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, that's my handle on Twitter. If you want to follow me on Facebook, that's my handle on Facebook. Um, you know, so you could definitely do that. Um, and if you're interested in my book as well, please send me a message. Let's talk about it. Um, you know, and I would love to, you know, send you a copy. Um, I did see someone ask earlier, like what kind of workshops and stuff do I have going on or, you know, coming up, especially for UNLV. Um, I don't have any. So if you have people who would like to hire me, you should definitely do that. <laughs> because um, I definitely have work I would love to share and I would love to help your schools, your offices, or even just like if you want to put together a cool little writing group, I would love to be able um, to talk with you guys. Ooh, you know, That's a good idea. I think that would be so wonderful. Um, and with it being, you know, uh, Latin Heritage Month, like, I have a whole workshop about, you know, Afro-Latinx uh, culture and erasure and how to change the narrative. So if you guys would love for me to come, you know, I can come digitally, you know, whether that's Instagram or Zoom, or if you have, you know, a socially distanced space, I could definitely come in person as well. So just reach out. Let's talk. Let's open a, a narrative of what's going on. And especially if you are an aspiring writer, if there's anything I really would like you to take with you is to just keep writing and be brave. Like that's why I love, you know, with Brave Company so much because if there's anything that you wanna cultivate in yourself is bravery because everything on this path is gonna require that of you. 
to be brave enough to believe in yourself, to be brave enough to write that next sentence, to write that next word, to sing that song, to, you know, have the audacity um, to be that thing that you've always wanted to be. Um, again, I didn't start being a spoken word artist until I was like 26. So, you know, I lived a whole life. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm gonna try this writer thing. And it has um, absolutely been my divine purpose. And so just however old you are, whatever you're thinking, I think we get in our heads a lot. Just yeah. know it's never too late. It's never too soon um, for you to show up for yourself, 100%. That was so beautifully <laughs> said. I, oh, I am so grateful for you sharing your wisdom on this podcast with Brave Company. And that was the whole intention of bringing together these brave, creative uh, entrepreneurs and just hearing their journeys and hearing their words of wisdom. And you shared that all today. And I am just so incredibly grateful for you and your work and your purpose and your mission. And I, I've seen you grow throughout the years and it, mm -hmm. it's just beautiful. So thank, thank you so again much. for being you. Thank you for being here. I have to get another book. I had yes. it from back in the day when you did the um, <laughs> yes. party, but I've moved like 10 times since then. So I need to get Let's another book. So get a copy, everybody. And then yes. again, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. I do need to do a little bit of a shout out because I'm so do excited. It. Please make sure you can see over my shoulder here. Make sure you grab the new fall edition of Desert Companion. I am featured yes. with ones to watch. And so we talk about... Uh, beyond the neon we talk about my journey a little bit more um so please pick that up as well as a bunch of other really amazing local curators and artists who are just doing amazing things in the community and i was just recently published um on nevada humanities heart to heart series so if you're looking at something uh you want to cool. see something really recent we have this one here, Desert Companion, as well as the Heart to Heart series for Nevada Humanities. Those of you who are on Instagram, you could just click the link in my bio and it'll take you right to my feature. So thank y'all so much. I love it. Everybody read all the things, get the book, show up. Um, thank you again. Have a beautiful rest of your day, everyone. Also, Beyond the Neon, October 15th. So we'll see you there on the Instagram. Yes. Thank you so awesome. much, Kelly. Such a Thank beautiful you. time. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Hey, everyone. It's Kelly. And I'm starting a new series. It's going to be a podcast. But in between, I wanted to share some content.